everyone. My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the, the Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Welcome back, Homegirl Hustlers, to another amazing episode. This one is all about how to live in the moment and not worry about the future. Worrying and stressing about finances, work, the future, and honestly, any aspect of life can be debilitating. Worry and stress can affect your basic life necessities like eating and sleeping habits, as well as your relationships. If we don't take action on bringing our stress levels down, they can take over our life and prevent us from being the homegirl hustlers we know we are. Today's episode will go over how to take action now to reduce stress and stop worrying about everything in your life. All right, we got the intro. Let's go. So before we go into all of our steps, Abby and I always like to talk a little bit about our experience and kind of go into just our thoughts on this topic as well. So I'm going to start and kind of just explain a little bit about normal worry versus excessive worry and stress and then give an example of like a time in my life where it's been positive that I've like worried and then negative that I've worried because... We don't want this to make it seem like, oh, every time you worry, you know, you have to stop right there. That's a problem because worry can actually be good in different case scenarios. So, for example, normal worry is when there's an actual reason to be worried like, oh, my goodness, I'm about to be attacked by a bear. If I was not concerned about that, that is a problem. Okay, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to get mauled by a bear, let it happen. That's an issue. If I see the whole predicament of, oh my goodness, I'm about to get mauled by a bear and I start worrying and start going into, okay, like a solution mode of what to do, that's okay to like worry about a situation that is actually going to bring harm to me. So before we go in, we wanted to explain, like if you guys worry about like real things when it comes to, oh my gosh, you know, for example, when Andrew and I had the hailstorm like a couple of years, it was last year, it was literally last year and our cars like got totaled. I was like, oh my goodness, like, okay, how am I going to get to work tomorrow? What am I going to do about this situation in my life? It's okay to worry, but it does become excessive if it starts eating at you and if it starts affecting all areas of your life and if it starts consuming you. And so I'm going to talk a little about personally too, like an example of where it's positive and where it gets negative. So When I went through that personal example, I'll just stick with that one. When the hail came and like literally destroyed my car and totaled my car, totaled Andrew's car, I got cut by glass. It was a whole thing. Abby was on the phone with me when it was happening. And I was like, like, step away from the window. And she's like, okay. And then it shatters. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus is here. Life is over. Take me now. I'm like, there's a huge hailstorm. It's shattering the windows. Like it was a huge thing. And so and then I'm like dealing with the aftermath of it. And it was this whole dramatic thing. And what would be healthy is to be like, okay, yes. Like Abby said, step away from the window. Like, but then of course you have to assess the damage. And like, it's okay to have worry when all that's happening. What's unhealthy is like even two, three, four weeks after that this happened and I had potential solutions that I could have been focused on. There were times that I was still falling into that self-pity and worry and stress of what am I going to do? What's going to happen? And there were times that I let it consume me to where Abby even was like, Hey, like it sucks. Like this is not good, but you can't let it consume. You can't let it eat at you. Like you have to be able to find solutions and move forward. And so I think that again, it's okay to feel the worry, to feel the stress when moments like that or stuff like that happens 
But then you have to go into that, you know, mode where you let it go, you find solutions, you're able to adapt with it instead of letting it sit and consume you and stress you out and eat at you because then it becomes unhealthy and it affects your relationships, your eating, your sleep, all these things. So that's just a personal example from me and Abby. You can go ahead and talk about yours as well. Mine is this morning. So Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I just have random spurts of anxiety all the time. <laughs> But so I live in Florida where there is snowbird season. So there's time periods where people come down and they have their little vacation home for three months and then go back up home to like New York or Canada where it's cold during the summer. So my landlord lives in New York and she was like, hey, Abby, I want to be a snowbird. And I was like, okay. And, and she's like, so I think I want to live in the apartment from January to March. And I'm like, girl, I don't know all the places you can live. You're going to live in the place you rent out. Like that was crazy to me. And like, she's the nicest lady ever. Like she really is like, my winter was cold and miserable. I really want this. And I was like, okay, girl. I was like, okay, girl. Yeah, I was like, okay, let me think about it. But then really like she had complete control because we were resigning a lease and that made me worried because I was like, I'm again going to have to move for the seventh time in the past six years of my life. And that's not a fun feeling. And I just felt really unstable and like I had no solution. And so that worry was good worry. You're going to potentially be homeless if you don't take action. You need food and shelter to survive. So I went ahead thought through solutions, honestly, for like the past month. And just last week, I came to a solution. I'm just going to buy a house. <laughs> and that was because I realized any place I pay for rent, I'm going to be paying as much as a mortgage. I can just put money down and put the equity into my own purchase. And then this morning, I was just super anxious. And my boyfriend was here and he was like, what is wrong with you? Like you haven't been eating for three days <laughs> and you are just not yourself. And I'm just like sitting on the toilet. He's like, are you, what are you doing? I'm just like sitting on the toilet for no reason, not even using the bathroom. I'm just sitting in the bathroom, like just sitting there. He's like, what are you doing with yourself? And I'm just like, I just feel really unstable right now. And he's like, what's unstable? And I'm like, I don't know what to do and I have to leave in December. And he's like, you already made the decision last week. Why are you allowing it to consume you? And I was like, I just freaked out. I was because a $250,000 purchase is no little thing. This is a big deal. $250,000, $400,000. Do you imagine if I mess up? And he's like, Abby, you already talked through why there's pros and cons to it. Why it makes sense. Why it's a good investment. How are you going to make that money back? What are you still worried about? And I was like, you're right. There is nothing to be worried about. Like, actually. But I was allowing it to consume me. And even yesterday, I called Hannah. I'm like, I have not been able to eat for three days. I'm over here thinking it's your diet. Well, if I would have known this. I was like, this is news (laughs) to me. I'm like, what have you been eating? I didn't even know it was this until this morning. I thought it was that, but yeah. So that's when I realized I was allowing something. I already found a solution, like Hannah's example. I already found a solution. I didn't know how it was going to work out. I already have, I have the savings right now. So like, I actually have no worries and I have no problem. I'm just allowing it to be a problem because 
I'm just being excessive about stress. I love that example. And it was looking into the lives of the people just around me. They could feel my energy. And he's like, what's wrong with you? Like, get away from me. (laughs) But on the other hand, it's like you said, like, it is a big life change. You know, that whole decision, everything you're going through is no small thing. So like you said, it is a good reason to worry and to take action on that worry. But then Mm -hmm. after you've taken action and found the solution, just like you said, then it becomes, if it eats at you, then it affects relationships. Just like Abby said, like it affected her relationship with her boyfriend. Like he was able to tell the past few days, like something's off, something's not, you know, right. And luckily she has someone in her life that was with her a lot and like noticed that and was like, Hey, I've noticed this. And then they got to talk about it. And then the second she remembered, Oh yeah, there's a solution for this. I did work this out. This is going to be okay. And kind of like brought her mind to that place again. Then it's like, okay, I can take a deep breath and it's all going to be good because I did make that decision. It makes sense. We're good to move forward. And I think that happens to when there's risks in our life that we're about to take or when mm-hmm. there's life changes that we're about to take because our mind likes stability. Oh, yeah, exactly. Our mind likes stability. We like being comfortable. We do not like getting out of our comfort zone. Like you said, stability. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's this? Even if it's a good change, change is change. Mm-hmm. And just we naturally are like, wait a second, this is not normal. You know, what is this? And so and we are in our early 20s. So like, these are the first time these things are happening to us. Like, I'm like, I'm not someone who makes five-year plans, okay? So when someone tells me I need to buy a house and they're like, are you going to stay there forever? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like, so the opposite, Abby. Abby, like Andrew's like, so like we're going to stay because Andrew and I are going to buy a house next year in May. And I'm like, this is going to happen. And he's like, so like, are we going to stay here for like 10, 15, 20, 30 years? And I'm like, no. I'm like, we're going to stay here for like between five, 10 years. And then we're going to like renovate while we're there. And then we're going to sell it when the market is good. And then we're going to go buy another one. And like, this is the plan. And he's like, oh my goodness. And he's like, this is too much for me. Like all this stuff. Because it's a lot of change. It's a lot of big decisions. So, and a lot of you girls listening, like you ladies who are going through a job change, who are going through a graduation, maybe where you're graduating and you're moving to a new city. Maybe your company is switching your location and you're moving to a new city. Or you got married and because of that marriage, you're relocating. Or you're pregnant and you found out you just found out you're pregnant, whether you're in college, out of college, whatever you're at. Is this the changes that girls in their early 20s are going through? (laughs) These are all changes, career changes, job changes, location changes, family changes. I mean, like... Pregnancy and marriage were just so random to me. I was like, I've never... Abby, you have to remember, I'm in the South. I am in Texas. This is very normal. It's like, I'm telling you at least, like, when I look at girls who are graduating college, like, four out of five of them have serious boyfriends, and then three out of five of them are engaged with those serious boyfriends about to get married. So, it's also, like, I think, too, where you're living and, like, the culture that you're in is definitely something that's, like... It's it's very cultural down here. And people make jokes about it, but like it's real. It's real. Not that there's like wrong or right. Like your marriage is your decision. You're gonna do what you're gonna do. I mean, for me, I did it and I'm happy with my decision, but every like to each their own, you know? Interesting. Abby's just shaking her head like <laughs> I'm like, my changes she is says like this, but she's serious with her boyfriend too. I Don't am, get... but I am, but I'm not like like the changes going on in my life are not 
in accordance with what you're talking about, nor was I considering those things in my early 20s. So I'm like, is it that common to consider those things as a hashtag homegirl hustler? <laughs> and like the woman in, in my this life. Culture, so like, like in whatever yeah, culture you're in. It, exactly. Yeah, for real. It's real. Yeah. And it's a lot of scary changes too, because mm-hmm. it's a lot at once. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that we've walked you guys through some normal versus excessive worry and kind of the difference of the positive where it can be good and where it can be not so good. We're going to walk you guys through the steps of how to live in the moment and not worry about the future. Let's get rid of this worry and let's get rid of this stress when it becomes unhealthy. So first is to, for our note takers, step number one, discover the source. So you know you worry and you stress too much. Maybe you know, okay, guys, this is totally affecting me. I'm worried. I'm stressed. It's eating at me. You got to start tracking it down. Does it go back to work? Is it your job? Is it your boss? Is it your family? Is there family drama going on that you're struggling with? Is it your friends? Maybe it's a friendship that you're really dealing with. I literally had a friend I was hanging out with the other week and she was all torn up and I was like, what's going on? And for her, it, it was a friendship. She'd been friends with this girl since high school and they were really close and then lived together in college and then they're about to graduate and she wasn't at her like whole graduation celebration. And I even noticed that. I was like, you guys are inseparable. What's going on? Your roommates and all this stuff. She's like really struggling in a fight right now. Like it's been eating at me. Like it's like, you know, so that's a real thing. Maybe it's a friendship that you're, you know, stressed out and worried about. Maybe it's finances. That is such a common one, you know, Mm -hmm. to struggle with worrying and stressing about money, whether it's just trying to pay your bills or trying to save. I mean, Andrew and I too, like trying to save to buy a house. Now, Abby, it's like saving that house is like a whole new realm in your life that you haven't really dealt with before if you've never owned a house before. So now there's financial burdens that you might be taking on and that could be stressful. And there can be so many different reasons, but you need to know what areas in your life are causing the worry. So it's like, okay, I'm stressed what am I stressed out about? That is like literally the first thing. Sit with yourself and think about what are the causes? And then you'll be able to kind of deal with it. But first you got to think about, okay, ask yourself the questions, what the causes are. Yes. No, that's crucial. Cause otherwise, like we always say it'll leak into other parts of your life and then you won't be able to tell what the problem is. Cause everything's just muddied up into one big mess. And you would never want that to happen. Like you really want to nip things in the bud as soon as they arise or as soon as you're aware of them existing. Because then like Abby said, like they can leak into other areas in your life and then maybe you're stressed out all the time. And mm-hmm. obviously like you're like maybe Abby and her boyfriend get into a fight. Well, is she really mad at her boyfriend or is there actually a, a stress, like a stress point in her life that she's struggling with that is like leading into all that stuff? Maybe it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the actual fight at hand. Do you know what I mean? Like you actually like <laughs> not with my boyfriend but with corporate Bro, to me. with corporate i'm telling you sometimes corporate makes me so mad like it just took me three days to tell you about something that happened because i truly do not want it to leak into other areas of my life and if i know that's where it's coming from i'm like let me leave that over there and handle it later because yes if i if i was on the phone yelling at someone and then i pick up the phone to talk to hannah and i start yelling at her it's like why She could have been my saving grace and I just ruined her day too. (laughs) But that's a good point though. I feel like that's a human nature. That's human nature to take your experience. And then instead of like you said, Abby, pausing and not letting it affect other areas of your life, it's human nature to take that experience and then just let it affect all of your life. Like, 
And then your whole life is affected and everyone's like, what's going on with you? And you have all these issues. And then again, we go back to step one where it's like, what is the source? What is the root cause of this? Exactly. So that is our step one, which is discover the source. Step two is to start challenging your anxious thoughts. So after you discover the source, you need to start challenging those thoughts. So you may be overestimating how threatening it actually is. I'm going to give a little example. So here's an example. I'm having a lot of stress and worry right now. My stress mainly comes from my boss. They're adding way too much on my plate and I feel like expectations are super unrealistic. I find myself stressing and worrying about this way too often. Okay, so let's think about this for a second. So if you talk to them about your stressful situation, what's the worst that could happen? Maybe they could fire you. If you get fired for discussing your workload with your manager, it sounds like you need to be in a different company and job altogether anyway. And if you switch jobs, you could actually be happier. So if that's the worst case scenario, it might actually be a great case scenario for you. Because if that really is the truth, you can't even talk to your manager about your workload and the work-life balance and all that things. You can't just have a conversation with them and they're just going to fire you. That sounds like a job that you maybe shouldn't be in in the first place. But if they do listen to you and you do have a conversation with them and they help your workload and they assist you, then that's going to help relieve your stressful situation in the first place. So that's just a small example or I mean, not even a small example, just an example of thinking about challenging those worry and anxious thoughts. So just like Abby said, okay, using Abby's example, I found a solution. Well, now she's like stressing and feeling all these things and she had a boyfriend remind you, hey, remember you found solutions. You worked this out. You know what I mean? And so it's again, reminding yourself that, okay, if the worst case scenario happens, like I'm still going to figure it out. Abby has so many people in her life that like would be able to help her out if something happened. So you're taken care of. And then another thought is, wait, I did already find a solution to this. I'm going to find a solution to this. So I have a solution. Sit in that, rest with that, think about that, challenge that. Don't think about the problem and the anxious part of it. Think about like logically, not emotionally, but logically, think yourself through the situation, challenge those anxious thoughts. Wait, why am I thinking this? Why am I anxious? Why am I worrisome? Oh yeah, it's because of this. Okay, challenge it. Okay, did I find a solution? Yes or no? What is the solution that's going to make me comfortable with this decision? And that's when you can actually start putting your mind to ease because you're logically talking yourself down from a ledge. Sounds good. I have nothing else to add to that. (laughs) You just taught a whole entire class right there. (laughs) I was just sitting there like, thumbs up. (laughs) I guess we're good to move on. Yeah. Well, I will have Abby then go more in depth on the next one. I got you. All right. Step three, develop habits to control slash limit the worry and stress. So when it comes to all of this stress taking over your life, you truly need to control the situations. And honestly, the reason I haven't been talking much is because I'm so logical that this is like how I live day by day. And I don't want to overwhelm anyone. <laughs> but like when it comes to developing habits that control your stress, like, again, I will start with set boundaries So, like, that's something I will always tell people. I'm like, you got to control the controllables. You have to set boundaries in those spaces. If someone's overworking you, you, it's not what's the worst case scenario. You have to speak up. (laughs) Like, you really have to speak up because you are literally, like me, 
I'm a little dramatic, but I'm like, I am in danger right now, like of my sanity being lost. I don't feel good. Like your health gets affected. Everything gets affected. So like set boundaries. But if it's something that's actually like consuming you, allow yourself to feel the emotions. So like an example here is set aside time to worry. Like honestly, even if you're like, okay, I'm just going to sit down and deal with this and head on for the next 20, 30 minutes, I'm going to have to do that. Because a lot of the times too, some people will not deal with it head on, but then some people will also just like bottle it up. And at the end of the day, you're still gonna have to deal with it. You're still gonna have to feel those emotions. You're still going to have to go through the experience. So set time aside for that so that you don't bottle it up. When it comes to the adrenaline of worry, because like that will happen naturally, also know how to cope with that. So when I was in sports when I was younger, I used to Again, I didn't even know I had anxiety problems. Okay, nobody talked to me about that. <laughs> but like truly during in the middle of like basketball games, I would take a deep breath for four seconds and then I would hold my breath for seven seconds and then I would let it out. That actually like scientifically causes your body to switch nervous systems. It's like it goes into the automatic nervous system where now you just need to breathe versus like you're hyperventilating because you're worried. And so that's like a legit way to do it. I know Hannah and I, we've been in the habit of, okay, take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath. Guys, I literally do that every day. I do that every day. I tell even Andrew, I'm like, okay, Andrew, we're both going to take a deep breath right now because this is just too stressful for me. Right now. Like, this, right is, this is just, I'm like, this energy right now is like way up here and we just got to get it down. Yes. So like that's something you could do that will like calm your body down. But also if you just need to think, grab a journal, grab a piece of paper, grab your iPhone notes app and write down how you feel. Write down three things you're grateful for. If you just need something positive in your mind, do something that'll help you calm down. So like I used to do a word of the day every day. Like if I felt good or bad, it didn't matter. Like I would write down the word. I feel tired. I feel exhausted. I feel excited. I feel like I would find a word that just defined how I felt for most of the day and write about it. Why I felt that way. And then me, I go to my Bible. I would find a Bible verse that resonates with that and how to fix it. So that's a way. But I know, Hannah, you used to do the three things to be grateful for. And this habit, I mean, this step, guys, is like, in my opinion, the most important one mm-hmm. because you have to develop habits. I have one where I think of worst case scenarios, and that honestly helps me so much. If I find myself worrying, and like I do, because you do feel, guess what, guys? Feeling the adrenaline rush of like a worry or a stressful situation, that is an emotion that you have to let yourself feel. Like you can't just avoid it or push it away. Like your body's going to feel it just like it feels pain, just like it feels joy. It's going to feel the adrenaline rush of stress or anxiety or panic or whatever it is. And that's when I'll do the bodily, like Abby said, the bodily thing where it's like, I'll take a deep breath to calm my body down, get my mind right. And I really do. I will take a deep breath. Like that is so like real. We're not just saying, oh guys, stop and take a deep breath. Like Abby said, it scientifically helps. So I'll do that. But then to like actually, that's how I deal with the physical part. To deal with the mental part of whatever is stressing me out up here, I will literally think if everything crashes and burns with this part of my stress and my worry, what is the worst that can happen? 
Like, I will still be alive. I will still be okay. I still have Jesus. I still have these things. Like, I think about those things and then it helps my mind rationally calm myself down thinking, hey, Hannah, it's okay. Like, you're going to be okay. You have people in your life that care about you. And it makes me think about, that's why I go to the grateful things. Because then it takes me to, after I think about the worst case scenario, then I think about all the things I'm grateful for. And then by the end of that five minute little period of breathing, and then thinking about worst case scenarios that led me to the basics that I'm grateful for, I'm in a whole different place than I was five minutes ago. And it's developing those habits with yourself that's key because you could do that once in a while. But once you start really getting into a habit of that, then you're more prone to living in that grateful, calm state and less prone to freaking out when you feel that stress and that worry coming. And that affects everything because you're going to feel stress. There are going to be things in your life that stress you out, that make you worry, that make you want to go crazy. You just have to figure out how to deal with them. And so... Abby even said journaling, like journaling is very therapeutic and it's like whatever works for you. Maybe it's like a calming app. I've seen these like apps that are like calming that you get on this app and Mm -hmm. then you like, it's like thing or whatever. Or I've seen the coloring thing where people will like, there's like a coloring like therapy type thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many things that you could do to help de-stress you. Find what works for you and then start implementing it when it happens. So that's key guys. That's number three. Number four, which is our last step when it comes to how to live in the moment and not worry about the future and and get all stressed out all the time and let that consume you, is practicing mindfulness and being present. So worry mainly comes from, and this is, again, this is a doctor that I was actually, when we were doing this episode, I was researching a lot of different therapists and doctors that will talk about mental health and talk about worry and stress and everything like that. But Statistics show that worry mainly comes from past experiences or future what-if situations or scenarios. Instead, you need to focus on being present in the moment. Allow yourself to feel the worry when it comes up. Again, we talked about this. This is an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a reaction. Let yourself feel it. Don't try to ignore it or control it. Just let yourself feel that feeling and then let it pass and focus on the current moment or task at hand. Yes. So important. That is huge. Like, again, yesterday I thought I was sick, but I was just worrying. And like, truly, I think Hannah had texted me like, hey, can you do this really quickly? And that's when I was like, Abby, you felt the emotions you lay there for an hour and just sulked and didn't eat food and you didn't take care of yourself. I was like, I was just worrying. And when Tana like texted me, I was like, oh, I need to get up and show up because nothing else can function without me. And so I had to let it pass, focus on what was right in front of me and the things I had to take care of at those moments. And honestly, just like being mindful of reality, it was the solution. Like that was it. And I did sit there for like an hour and I apologized to Hannah and she probably didn't even know what I was texting her about. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I literally feel so terrible. And she's like, what the heck is this girl talking about? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm so confused. No, I literally texted you last night and I was like, sorry, I've been having such a bad stomachache. And you're just yeah, like, you just weren't feeling good. And I was yeah. like, again, I take it back to the fast food. I'm like, and then she goes, I'm eating Chipotle. And I'm like, maybe there's something that could be. Mike, I don't know. Mike is trying to make sure I eat. He's sending me Chipotle. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the Chipotle. But no, it was just me. But yeah, once I realized like you already felt the worry, you already felt the emotions. 
Those aren't going to go away. You can't control it, but you can't control what you're going to do next. Let it pass. Focus on the task at hand. Get up. Pray. Like, you got this. Again, way easier said than done. Way easier said than done. I know, like, when I was younger in college, I've had times where I was literally just, like, not present for a full day because I'm just like, oh, this is too much. You're worried about the what ifs. You're worried about everything that's going Mm -hmm. on in life Mm -hmm. and you don't know how to handle it. But I will say that just like having something to bring you back to earth, like something that keeps you grounded, something that gets you to snap out of it. That is just practicing mindfulness and being present in the moment. I think this is too, like Abby said, yes, easier said than done, but also like it is so important because if you can't function, if you're letting your stress and all that stuff consume you where like Abby's saying, you're struggling with eating, you're struggling with going to the bathroom, you're struggling with sleeping, you're struggling with work and even things that you love. You're like, oh, I know I love working out, but I just don't even feel like working out right now. Like that's an issue and you need to be aware of that. Again, let yourself feel the feelings. But that's where discipline comes in. Like Abby said of like, I just got up and I was present in the moment. And sometimes it is just that discipline of staying present in the moment. It's like the initial, it's like waking up in the morning. No one wants to get up super early in the morning when you're running a little bit low on sleep. But you know, once you do and you're up and awake, you're going to function, you're going to grow, you're going to do all that stuff. So it's like take that initial step of being disciplined, which is being present in the moment, focusing on the task at hand. That doesn't mean ignore everything. Again, allow yourself to feel what you're feeling, Mm -hmm. but still show up and still be disciplined. And then that's when I go back to even that step three, which is maybe setting aside a worry time for the day. Maybe for you, that's like literally, okay, I'm going to be present in the moment, but tonight between 7 and 8 p.m., it's going to be me with my journal and I'm going to talk myself through this and we're going to work through this or I'm going to call a friend and I'm going to work through with my friend or a parent or a therapist, whoever that is. Like you can set aside that time for yourself because it almost like lets you be like, okay, I can be present all today because I'm going to deal with this from this time, like from seven days. Like I have time blocked my worry to the point where I'm going to do it tonight and it's not going to affect the rest of my day. Yes. And when it comes to mindfulness, I know something, so one of my family members told me about this, that like they practice it, but I don't know if you've heard of this, Hannah, when people do like the five, four, three, two, one. So like five mm-hmm. things you can see. Four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And like, I never thought to do it. Someone just randomly said it. That's what they do to me. And like, it really brings you back to earth. It's just like, snap out of it. You have like to. Like, you're here in this moment. Here yes. In this moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you don't want to find yourself too not living in the present. You don't want to mm-hmm. find yourself where. I'm with family, but am I really mentally with my family this weekend or am I elsewhere in space thinking about all these things, letting all these things consume me? You'll miss out on your life. What if there's a really great moment happening with your coworkers right now and they're all having a great bonding experience and you're kind of sitting there like again, somewhere else. It's like, let yourself be present, like allow yourself the freedom to be present I mean, even today, like Andrew came home and he was talking to me and we were talking about us buying a house next year and how stressful all that is and all these things. And I said, we will figure this out. It's going to get figured out. Right now, I have so many things on my mind. I told him, I'm like, I'm living one day at a time. Right now, I'm focusing on today. Tomorrow, I'm going to focus on tomorrow. We can set time aside to talk through the logistics of everything. But like, I have to do 
what I'm doing right now and be focused on it. Otherwise, I'm not going to be productive. I'm not going to be present and I'm not going to be able to feel my day to day. I'm going to be so consumed with what's going to happen a year from now. Mm-hmm. And that's not helpful to me or anyone around And me. that is a boundary too that you set. You were like, I cannot do that right now. I do not have the mental bandwidth to deal with that right now because I'm I working on something lot. else. Yeah, I probably said too. I say that a lot. Oh my God. <laughs> That's why I can't tell him like, nothing. So he's like, he's like, Hannah, I want to talk to you about my day. I said, I can't think about this right now. I'm like in the middle of this. And he goes, but I'm just talking to you. And I'm like, give me a second. But, but part of that comes from me also wanting to be present in our conversation. Exactly. And if I know I'm in the middle of doing something, I'm not going to be yeah, able to, like, yes, multitask. I can be listening. Yeah, but I'm not going to be able to give him the type of listening that he wants. Yes. He wants to really have this in-depth conversation. And I'm like, let me focus on my task at hand. And we'll set a time for this conversation because it's going to be an in-depth conversation. But there's no need for me to like be consumed with this conversation while I'm trying to do three other things. Like, It's just not, no. And that's, again, like you said, it's a boundary you set. So in your mm-hmm. life... When you're feeling the stress and feeling the worry, we've given you guys so many different habits like and ideas of things that you can try to implement to be able to feel those feelings, let them pass, and then deal with them. But again, being mindful and being present is so important because you do not, again, want to look back on your days and have it be consumed by worry or stress or negative emotions. You want to be able to be in the present and set time aside to deal with the things that are causing you the worry and stress because you do have to deal with them. So for our note takers, we just want to review the steps very quickly. We have number one, discover the source. By the way, these are steps of how to live in the moment and not worry about the future, guys, how to limit your stress and your worry. So one is discover the source. What is the stress and worry about? Friends, family, work, what is it? Two is start challenging the anxious thoughts. After you discover them, start challenging them. You may be overestimating the threat. Think about worst case scenarios. Walk yourself through solutions. Number three, develop habits to control and limit your worry and stress. These can be setting aside a worry time or journaling, thinking about what you're grateful for, you know, breathing, whatever it may be. And then the last one is practice mindfulness and being present. I was just nodding her head. She's like, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Well, make sure to join our private Facebook group to be in the know of everything Homegirl Hustler related. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and DM us your thoughts on this episode, what you'd like to hear from us in the future, any special guests you want to hear from, and then just connect with us because we love networking and connecting with fellow Homegirl Hustlers. So thank you for listening and we will see you guys next week. See you next week.